The USFL Gambling Podcast Week 6 Preview Picks and DFS episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Yes, SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500 of cold, hard cash. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Presents. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. USFL report uh and I mean look we are here for week six our preview picks power rankings and DFS and remember you can watch this on YouTube youtube.com USFL gambling podcast you will get all of that sweet action uh in case you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to well my name is Colby Swiggin database Dan, aka pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. It was a shock. I thought, it's a mistake. You know, I'm like Popeye or Buffett in the cartoons. And those kind of people are only sick. I'd never been sick in my life. <laughs> yeah, I understand half that. <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's old Dundee. I'm still in South America. I'm the lone, the lone guy in South America demanding the USFL on at the bars. All right, and I will do that until the cows come home, baby, because the United States Football League is rocking. I am joined by my co-host, Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Oh, let's go. Let's go. We got a whole division, a whole northern division with the same record. 
<laughs> Chaos! This is week six. We're, we're, we're at mid, you know, week six is about to happen, so we're at the midpoint in the season. Chaos! Chaos, I tell you. Um, all right, we are also joined by a third man in the booth, the DFS God himself, and we invite you to come play USFL DFS with us. Uh, give it up for the rooftop by PA Draken. Home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lag giving. Farmer, farmer, Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? It is the second half of the season already. Jesus flying by. It is the second half of the season. Uh, we just got, we just got some intel that uh, you know the ratings were back from the XFL championship. They were not as good as USFL year one mm. championship mm. game that wow. uh, you know championship game wise. And uh, you know we also had. Uh, I'm going to quickly try to find this right now. I'm unprepared as usual, but um, I believe the. CEO or the president of Fox uh, had just said some very kind words regarding the United States Football League um, and and basically saying we're going to invest more money into the league. Uh, yeah. So how do I pronounce this? Lachlan Murdoch says U- USFL doing well uh, for Fox and will continue to invest more, more uh them and NBC over the long term. There we go. More money. So we got that. But hey, you know what? That's all business. All right. If I wanted to listen to business, uh, you know, I would have done a lot of different things in my life. Let's just talk <laughs> about football, baby, because this league, this league, the standings, I mean, right now, and we delayed our power rankings because we didn't have NC Nick there. We try, we try to make sure that he's there for our power rankings. We don't want to disrespect his power rankings and just release ours. It's probably the best one anyway. So, you know, it's without (laughs) mine, it's not much to look at. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to, we're going to release those things first. Then we'll jump into the games Then we'll drop DFS. But before we do all that, I want to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by edge boost. Yes. We are super excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with edge boost the world's first bet now pay later visa card. I mean, similar to buy now pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay. Edge Boost enables you to uh, double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest, baby. And Edge currently offers uh, $2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is, uh, well... Just gonna tip my hand. Maulers minus the points. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem with uh, gambling call 1 800 Gambler. All right. We are back on the USFL Gambling Podcast. And I am curious, NC Nick. So here we are. If the playoffs ended today, or if the season ended today, not the playoffs, I can't talk. I'm <laughs> drinking margaritas with the family over here, but uh, we would have generals and maulers in the north in, despite everyone having the same record. We would have the breakers and the gamblers in. Your defending champs, 
the Stallions and the runner-up, the Stars, would be eliminated if the season ended today. Uh, That is uh, a bit crazy. And honestly, I mean, you're looking at the league, even the showboats, they're still alive. They're one game out of the playoffs. Uh, what do you what do you make of the league right now, NC Nick? Uh, with all this, with these records, this parody. Yeah, from year one to year two, it's a big difference. Year one, there was kind of that the haves and the have-nots. Year two, I mean, this past week, week five, you had not only did all five dogs cover, all five dogs won straight up. <laughs> that tells you something right there. It's been a, a crazy season, and you know, just as soon as you think you figured out a team, they go ahead and, and lay it, you know, play an awful game like the Breakers did last week. So it's been uh, it's been tough to handicap. I'm not gonna lie. Started off hot last couple of weeks, little iffy, but you know, hopefully, the further we go into the season, we start getting a, a you know a, a real feel for for all these teams. And uh, but yeah, so far, man, it's it's been pretty pretty wild. Pretty wild. Let's get to our power rankings. All right. I don't care about record. I want right now who you think the best team in the league is. I'm still going to go breakers who happen to have the the best record at four and one. I'm going to say last week was an aberration and they were, you know, thinking a little, they they thought they were going to be able to come in there and and win the game easily. And uh, that doesn't happen in football. Patty C who do you think the best team in the league is? Um, it's trending. It is trending towards Pittsburgh. I'm not going to lie, but I have to say new Orleans still have to say new Orleans. I'm with you. I'll go breakers, but I completely agree. I made this case on the SGP show. I think the Maulers have the best defense I've ever seen in a spring league. That goes back to years of watching the world league, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of spring ball we've watched in our day. And I'm like, damn, that Mahler's defense. What, they create five turnovers last week? They're looking like the uh, 2000 Ravens. What's that? <laughs> Getting after it. Yeah. That, uh, Olive Sagapolo, dude, second in the league with four sacks. By the way, uh, Breland Speaks, the league leader in sacks for uh, Michigan, is the guy you ever see that clip of the uh, Ole Miss guy, like, waving at the camera from on the ground? Yeah. He's got the football. Yeah. That's him. Oh, that, really? That, that's guy, that guy's got to get featured quite a nice. bit. Here. Oh, definitely. But but honestly, I mean, you saw Troy Williams is a difference maker. He's led the team in rushing three straight weeks. He was the USFL MVP of the week. Um, I I kind of think Pittsburgh is definitely my number two. I'll put it like that. They're definitely my number two. And, and I'm like you, Petty C. Show me another good performance with him starting at quarterback this week. I might move them to number one. Uh, and and see Nick, who's your second team? I, I I agree with what you guys are saying with with Pittsburgh. I was doubting them last week. Now beating Michigan twenty three to seven, that's nothing to write home about. So they are trending in the right direction. If the quarterback play continues to improve, uh, uh, they're uh, going to be a wrecking to deal with. I was about to say, like the big thing to me is Michigan's defense is not bad, right? Yeah. Well. You look at Troy Williams was 15 of 19, 79%, uh, almost 10 yards of completion, two touchdowns and an interception, and then he ran for another 60 on the ground with the score. That is the difference to me. And, and you know, we knew the Maulers had a decent defense last year. I think it's even better this year with Ray Horton and some of those other guys they got, Ruben Foster. But we said if they could, you know, 
those double running backs, those white running backs, and then Madre London, they have two white running backs and Madre London. They don't really create anything, but Troy Williams, <laughs> Troy Williams really does. And, and he does. And, and that to me is, is enough to get, to get this team. Yeah. I mean, after the breakers, it's wide. It is wide open. What's the latest on Kenji Bahar? Did I hear that he's out for the year now? I didn't or, hear or, that he was out for the year. I heard he was. I'm not. He, I might be getting that mixed up. So he's still out, though. I take it. The Gamblers deserve yeah. to be in the conversation, as do the Stallions or the Generals. But uh, you know what? I'll go out on a limb and agree with you guys. Well, apparently, apparently, it's not a limb. It seems to be the consensus. Because okay, I'll, I'll I'll put Pittsburgh at number two. Well, here's the thing. I think they have the best defense in the whole league. I I agree with that. I think they have one of the better special teams in the whole league. And then when, if they can just do a little bit on offense, which all of a sudden they found Troy Williams, that's how they're going to win. And I'm pretty sold. I'm pretty sold. So at number three, I'm curious where you guys are going to go. I, (laughs) I think I'm going to go with the New Jersey generals. (laughs) Look, I understand they. I don't know how they lost that game last week. I know three Darius Victor fumbles and an interception, but like they were averaging like eight yards a play. Philly was averaging one point nine yards a play, and Philly won. <laughs> Figure that out. Um. Uh. So I I kind of think the Generals are the third best team in the league. So I am gonna go in on the New Jersey Generals as the third best team in the league. Obviously, I think Birmingham would be number one or two. Had they didn't have all these injuries, Scarborough, Jamar Smith, uh, Scooby Wright's been dinged up. Marlon Williams is out for the year, so I, I, I'm going to go with the New Jersey Generals. Nick, well, if, if you like defense, then that's right. You're going because the Generals and Maulers are the only two teams that their points against is less than 100. So, you know, looking at that statistic, which is not a very you know in depth stat, but you could argue that they're the two best defenses in the league. I'm so with who you, you going? Who I'm you with going you. Number three. You're, I'm you're with you. Green? Generals number three. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Patty C. I'm curious what you're doing at number th- at number three. Uh, I am going in the opposite direction. By the way, the offenses in the North, no one has scored more than ninety six points, right? And uh, in the South, no one has scored less than ninety seven. So <laughs> uh, the offense is way better in the South. The defense is way better in the North. I guess that's kind of typical football over you know the course of history so but we don't have the elements to make that uh make that the reason for that so i don't know why that is the case but either way uh, i'm going a different direction gamblers on a three game winning streak it's all because mark thompson's there they're a different team with him there and i'm going to put them as my number 3 team that is interesting we'll see i think without kenji bahar though terry wilson yes he did complete that 50 yard touchdown but besides that I don't think that passing offense did much. We'll see because Bahar seemed to be coming into his own. But uh, all right, he's got Houston at number three. At number four for me. <sighs> see, the Bahar injury messes with me because I think I'd, I'd be pretty sold on Houston at number four. Well, <sighs> I'll tell you, I'm taking Houston at four because w- without Bahar, they just beat uh, Birmingham. Birmingham, you know, so there that's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Houston four, Birmingham five. I mean, are we doing this with like the players that are injured? Or are we doing this with the players that aren't, you know, no, because I, 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 
a lot of those guys are out for the year, so you can't, you know, we can't going, count on them coming yeah. back. So, Patty C, who's your fourth team? Uh, I'm I'm with you. I think New Jersey is just so stacked. They haven't. I feel like they've been on the short end of the stick on a, a few breaks. Like you said, they're kind of uh, in their own way. Even even though they're two and three, they've scored more points than their opponents this year. Um, so I don't know. I think they're still a pretty good team, and you can't go to sleep on them. So they're my number four. All right. So we have the same top four teams, just in different order. Well, me and Nick have the same exact because I will go Houston at four. At five, I'm going to go the Birmingham Stallions. Correct. Okay. That's a play. So me and Nick have the same exact thing. Patty C, do you have Birmingham at five? I mean, Birmingham hasn't been that good, uh, you know, in the past few weeks. They they skated by Pittsburgh, uh, you know, but, you know, barely by a hair, but then have also lost to Houston and New Orleans, which doesn't look as bad. They're on thin ice. I mean, they're fading right now. Another loss, and they're certainly going to fade out of the uh, the leaderboard in our, or you know the, the the power rankings, I should say. But right now, I guess I'll keep them there. You know, the record is what it is. The the next best record in the league. Every other team has a losing record. They have a winning record. But uh, I'm not so convinced that they're there to, for a long for the long term. All right. So now is where it gets interesting. <laughs> yeah, it does. Now is is where it's like okay. At number six to me, <laughs> oh man, I'm <laughs> going. Tough. I'm going Michigan Panthers. He can't do it. He can't bring himself to give uh, homie down in Memphis uh, any love. See, no. here's where we differ because I'm going showboats. <laughs> I'm going showboats too, man. I'm a little worried they may not be able to keep creating turnovers at the same pace as they have the their last two weeks. Their offense has not been. Patty sees us looking at the final scores. Their offense <laughs> hasn't. They haven't. I mean, Carnell Lake has done a great job defensively. I'll give you that. The offense still has a lot of question marks to me. Very now, true. Now, Michigan, I could say the same thing, but at least Michigan moves the ball. They just turn the ball over in the red zone, which is obviously, you know, not good, but I kind of trust their run game. Memphis cannot run the ball. Michigan's got two capable backs. I trust Michigan more than Memphis. Hmm. Uh, now no, we go no. to, to number seven. Wait, I guess that's going to be Memphis for you, but let me, let me counter your argument there because Memphis has won two in a row. They did just beat Michigan by 19 points two weeks ago. Still, that oh. was a gimmick 19 points. See, he won't give Todd Haley any credit. Dude. Then they go and beat the, the best team in the league last week in New Orleans, right? The week before that, they beat one of the better teams, in, or they lost at the last second uh, against one of the better teams in the league in Houston. Sure, they got shellacked by a healthy Birmingham and lost a close one at the beginning of the year against a, a shitty Philly team. They're on the rise, though. They are better than Michigan right now. No, no, no. Michigan had more yards in that game. They just fumbled the strip sack, returned for a touchdown. And then Josh Love, two red zone picks. That's how they lost that game. Michigan was the better team that day. And they, they got 29 to 10, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a strip sack. That was really like a one possession game. Uh, and they won the turnover battle four to nothing that, that day. So, um, sure. But look, how about rushing yards? All right. They had 94 in the Michigan game. That's like a great day for Todd Haley, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not 94. Uh, then you jump down to the breakers game and uh, they ran for a cool 35 on 23 attempts. 
23 <laughs> attempts for 35 yards. We'll see if we'll see if your thing, uh, if if your Todd Haley offense works over the long haul. Well, again, it's so funny because Todd Haley was supposed to be the guy that brought you know power running backs back to Pittsburgh after Arians had been you know turning them into a passing finesse team. You know, we're bringing in Todd Haley, power run, and here you know he's got a times change, I guess. And the USFL is old school as shit. Todd Haley might be tough for the current NFL, but he is a pussy in the USFL. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. There's only one team that's more pussy. And I think that's the Philadelphia stars who <laughs> like one of the most impressive wins ever. In my opinion, like we've watched a lot of football in our lives. <laughs> and I, yeah, honestly, I mean, the generals were getting seven yards of play, a play and, and, and 354 yards of offense to 166, and they lose. It's almost impossible to do. And and they lose to a team that didn't score a touchdown. Yes. It's almost impossible to do. And and how about uh what they did on the ground? They, they did a nice 61 yards on the ground uh for I think it was 25 carries. So I actually will take Memphis cuz I can tell you this. I do buy into Carnell Lakes defense. And Philly I just think is terrible right now. So I will take the Memphis Showboats at number seven and Philly at number eight. Uh, curious what you're going to do here, Nick at seven and eight. You know, I, I was close to putting the stars at seven and Michigan at eight, because if you look at the Panthers, that, that two and start was complete fool's gold. The last three games, they've given up 28, 29 and 23 points while only scoring 13, 10 and seven. So they've, you know, three straight double digit losses. I mean, the Michigan is not good but they still might be a, a hair above the stars. Cause I'm not buying into that stars win last week. It was fluky. They did win the turnover battle for nothing. And that's pretty much why they won. So I'm, I guess I'm going to go Panther stars. Patty C I'm right there with you. We're going Panther stars. I mean, Philly just doesn't have any kind of, uh, I don't know. They don't have any, they're the softest team I've ever seen in football. I can't say that seriously, but they're, they're certainly the softest team in this league. Uh, They haven't been able to run the ball with any consistency. They did pull a miracle comeback win, but they're, they are the worst team in the league until they get, you know, that running game figured out. I think their O line sucks. Yeah. And their D line and they, they can't stop the run either. That's been a, that's been not a, a recipe for winning football. Yeah, they, they haven't been. I mean, I don't know how the hell they won that game last week, but they did, and they're alive, baby. All right, so those are our power rankings. Let's shift gears now over to Saturday, Sunday. We got USFL football action once again. Four games this weekend, and uh, yeah. There are those who say that the fun has gone out of football, that it's become too predictable. For them, let me present 30 seconds of football, USFL style. The USFL, where football is still a game. Still a game, baby. Let's hop on into it. Saturday, USA Network. Where I'm at, that's a hard find. All right? But don't worry. <laughs> We've done it. Uh, this game is at 11.30 Central Time, because that's the time zone I'm in currently. But uh, so noon... 30, uh, no, 10 30 Eastern. No, I don't know. Noon 30 Eastern to, uh, 9 30 Western. I believe if my there we go. is right. There we go. We got the Liberty bowl, the Memphis show, the red hot Memphis showboats, Carnell Lake, Todd Haley. They used to be Pittsburgh guys. 
And now they host the Pittsburgh Maulers and the MVP of the week, Troy Williams, the former Utah Ute quarterback. I'm seeing the Maulers at minus two and a half at the Liberty Bowl. And I'll just open things up with lock it up. <laughs> the Maulers are here. <laughs> Maulers, that's right. Look, I made I made our case already. I, I think we are seeing a team grow up in front of our eyes. And I think we might have a Maulers Breakers Freedom Cup. So I am laying the two and a half. I am locking it up. Now, uh, I also want to mention that the over-under is sitting at 42. And I lean under. <laughs> because this defense... For the Maulers is absolutely fantastic. I don't know that. Well, we know Memphis doesn't run the ball against even against bad rush uh, rush defenses. They can't run the ball. So against the Maulers, it ain't gonna fly. Um, I think we're looking at something like a uh, twenty-one to 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 nine, twenty-one to six type of game. Laying the two and a half. I'm going on the under. Curious, NC Nick, what you're doing here at the Liberty Bowl Saturday morning? Well, considering our power rankings, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a, a consensus Maulers pick that we're all going to lay the two and a half. Uh, if you look at the advantage of the Liberty Bowl, though, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Defense travels, buddy. And if you're looking at, at at just box scores, there's only one bad bad box score from Pittsburgh is when they lost uh, to New Jersey. What was that final score again? Yeah, it was like uh, it was something bad, but I don't think Williams played that. He didn't start. That well, it, yeah. it was 20 to three, but that game was three, three at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So it really was nowhere near as bad as the final score might indicate. So they've been in every game and they're only getting better. And I do think that Memphis loss last week was, or you could argue maybe the last two weeks where they've won the turnover battle. I think Three nothing and four nothing. So I don't think that's going to continue. Give me the Maulers all day, and I also like the under because it will be a low scoring affair. Patty C, you're Pittsburgh. Ma- you're a Pittsburgh's fan. You know you're. I am a Pittsburgh fan. I, I loved Cornell Lake. Uh, interesting to see that he is undoubtedly the better uh, coach at this point in his uh, defensive backfield than Rod Woodson. Uh, in his Steeler days, that's what happens when you don't rely on speed and, and God given talent. And you have to like <laughs> learn how to play the game of football. So that often is the case. That's why you have uh who's, who's the Alabama offensive coordinator. Now that Tommy Reese yeah, <laughs> made it yeah. as a coach, despite being the biggest lawn chair ever. Um, look, uh, Cornell Lake. Yeah. I just think I'm going to go, I'm going to throw a curveball at you guys. I think uh, the home field advantage is a little bit of a factor here. Not much of one. But I also think uh, they just beat the best team in the league last week. They whooped Michigan the week before. They should have beaten Houston the week before, like we already talked about. They're right there with Pittsburgh, improving quickly. And I think this is going to be a close game. About two and a half points, not a huge spread. So I don't feel great about this, but something tells me Memphis is ripe to pull the upset here. Wow. You see, you can take the showboats plus 1,800 to win the Freedom Cup if you want right now and by the way the Maulers are plus 700 get on in over there still they're in the playoffs if it ended today so what are you doing folks uh but Patty C's on the show what's what are you doing total wise Patty C on 42 I think you got to go under I mean I don't think uh Memphis's offense is bad but Pittsburgh's defense is so good that 
that game, you're right. Is it, for them get, both getting over 21 or getting near 21 seems unlikely, not impossible, but I mean, Pittsburgh's offense, just they're one dimensional. And I don't know if, uh, if Troy Williams is going to be able to, you know, be as effective if they're trying to, you know, it's one thing when your defense is completely snuffing out the other team and you can open up your offense. But if you're trying to keep up with the other team, then it puts a little pressure on. And I think he might, he might take a st- step back statistically this week. I uh, just did a uh, weather check and I'm seeing rain in Memphis all Saturday. Does that sway, you know, Todd Haley, that the only way they move the ball is throwing the ball. Does that affect your handicap, Patty C? That does a little bit. That does. If if they're not throwing the ball and they don't run the ball, then maybe you go Pittsburgh there. I don't know. Maybe you swayed me. Let's let's go Mollers. Screw it. <laughs> it's only Thursday. Let's like, you know, wait and see a little bit to see if that rain is actually going to happen is what you want to say. You want to say all right. If 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 you're not feeling great about potential weather with Memphis, then you just hold off and wait until Saturday morning. Sure. Well, that's true. Maybe Nick just waved me back. I'm I'm clearly committed <laughs> to my pick here. I mean, the, when, I, when I think about it, Colby told me there was going to be a torrential downpour in New Jersey a few weeks back, and it was clear skies throughout the whole game. So. <laughs> Colby's Colby's known for for this. He's known for claiming bad weather. And look, I'm a I'm, I'm no I'm meteorologist. All I do is Google <laughs> Memphis. Tennessee weather and they say <laughs> raining all day. So that's why a, a couple of days ahead is a little too early to tell. So I, w- I would say just, just give us some time. Hold tight. All right. All right. So he's on the under, he's on the showboats. We are on the, the maulers. All right. The other game Saturday. Once again, I don't expect that USA number to do much. It'll be, probably be like 150,000, 200,000 people watching. Cause USA I, it's hard channel to find, right? Uh, but the next game is Fox, and we got the there Birmingham go. Stallions at uh, four o'clock Eastern, heading to Ford Field, that filthy roller rink, to take on the Michigan Panthers. This is an interesting one because this line has jumped up. I'm seeing what Michigan now at uh, what? Uh, what Nick? What'd you get this line at last? All right, it is uh, Michigan plus five and a half currently. So that line. Has come down a little bit since yesterday when I did the show with SGP. So Birmingham minus five and a half. Uh, the over under sitting at forty four and a half. Guys, Birmingham's too injured for me. And I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> this is a suicide play by me because Carson Strong's injured. Brian Lewerke got the call up a local, <laughs> a local lawn chair. And uh, maybe those Michigan fans come out to support, support their boy Lewerke. Uh Here's my thing. The Stallions don't look like the same team. They're too beat up. I cannot lay that many points. I actually think Michigan, if they can just can take better care of the ball in the red zone, I think they're the worst team in the USFL in the red zone, uh, then they'll, they'll win this game outright. They will win it outright if that's the case. And watch out. I think Corbin or uh, Stevie Scott could have a good day on the ground. So I'm going to take the points and the Panthers. I do say sprinkle some on the money line here. And I will also play the over on 44 and a half, um, as I think both offenses will be able to move the ball a little bit. NC Nick, what are you doing at Ford Field? 
Yeah. You know, you have a, uh, you, you hold Michigan in higher regard than I do. I, I think they're one of the two worst teams in the league and, and maybe even the worst team. Like I mentioned earlier, they're, they're only averaging 10 points per game over their last three contests. I'm going to ride Birmingham. I know Birmingham has been up and down here, but I still believe in, in skip Holtz. Uh, I still believe that Alex Magoo is, is the much better quarterback in this game. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride Birmingham, but I'm also, I'm also going to ride the under because Michigan just, just can't score now. So I'm gonna go Birmingham in the under Ooh, Patty C. What are you doing Saturday afternoon in, uh, in Detroit, Michigan? Uh, I'm going different than both of you all together. If that's possible, <laughs> um, I'm taking Birmingham and I'm taking the over look, uh, Alex Magoo is still there. Uh, now what's the status on, uh, uh, Davion Davis? Is he, uh, he's healthy presumably. Well, I have not seen a uh, injury report for this game yet. Probably will come out tomorrow. So everyone follow USFL gambling on Twitter at USFL gambling. We will retweet that, uh, or post about that, but I don't know that status right now. Well, if he's in, you got the number two, number three and number four, uh, receivers in the league, uh, as well as the number three quarterback in the league, not to mention that Magoo just passes the eye test for me. Uh, he's very mobile. He extends plays, you know, even though they don't have all the talent in the world at their disposal, they're still Birmingham. They're still the reigning champs and Michigan still sucks ass. So give me Michigan. And, uh, I think, uh, give you, Michigan. you mean, give you or, Birmingham. Give me Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they'll, they'll find a way to cover the, uh, the over. That's right. Paint me a Birmingham here. Come on. Well, let's shift over to Sunday because I'm going to beat the shit out of you guys this week on picks Sunday. We got a FS one 11 a.m. Uh, no noon on Eastern 11 a.m. Central sometimes Pacific. I don't fucking know. All right. The break it break of one twos coming out their first loss of the season. They're at, they're at Ford field taking on the Philadelphia stars. This line has crept up. Uh, I'm now seeing it at seven and a half. Yesterday it was at seven. And I guess what? Mm. I'm not concerned. I am laying the seven. Now the totals at 47 and a half. It's a big, it's a big number, big number. I'm going to go under on the 47 and a half. I will lay the seven and a half. Give me the breakers. I think the breakers are going to win this game. Give me a, uh, give me a 28 to 10 final. In Detroit, Nick, what are you doing with the stars and breakers? Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that last week was all about the dogs. Dogs went four and ATS went four and straight up. That doesn't happen two weeks in a row. I'm on another favorite here. New Orleans still has the league's leading passer, leading rusher, leading receiver, and they're not going to commit as many turnovers as they did last week. Plus the stars are not going to win the turnover battle for nothing like they did last week. So I think the breakers really get back here. They, yeah, I think they I think this is a very lopsided game. I'm actually going to go over. I, I think New Orleans could be in, in the thirties themselves and Philly's always good for, you know, at least 14 or so. So give me the breakers. Give me the over break a break a one, two Patty C come in. Now, what are you doing in Detroit? Again, I am different than both of you in some regard. Slice it down the middle. I like, it. <laughs> well, again, uh, I guess I'm, no, did we both take the breakers? I guess I can't be different than both of you. Uh, Colby, you went the under and uh, and the breakers? Yeah. Okay, so I'm with Colby then. 
I don't think Philadelphia can generate enough offense to get to that number. What is it? 47. We said 47 and a half. I'm seeing 47 and a half. Um, Yeah. I don't think, I mean, unless uh, uh, new Orleans absolutely throttles them offensively, which is a possibility, then uh, they could hit the over, but seven and a half, uh, a little slow on the draw, letting it creep up and and that hook, you know, not ha- having to worry about that now, but I still think uh, New Orleans easily covers it. Look, uh, Matt Colburn is their leading rusher on the year of Philadelphia with 107 yards through five weeks. That's <laughs> sad. That's uh, to be fair, they don't more. even commit to him that much. Yeah, it's not really his fault. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a system. Bart Andrews, what what did they lose? What did they have last year that they don't have this year? Brian uh, Scott started the first couple games, but Cookus came in. But I would say, I think line play, the line, line play, play was better. And, and well, the defense wasn't great last year, but they created a shit ton of turnovers, and that yeah. is not the case this year. So mm. uh, that's pretty much been the 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 what's been wrong for the Stars this year. So there's that. Okay, I think game of the night or game of the weekend, I should say, uh, is going on on Fox at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. The New Jersey Generals are in Memphis, Tennessee at the Liberty Bowl, taking on the Houston Gamblers. Uh, Now, this line opened up at Generals minus 2. It is now at Generals minus 5.5. I'm seeing the over-under at 45.5. Kenji Bahar is out for the gamblers. Terry Wilson in. They won with him last week, but can they do it again? I think the line is telling you everything. I'm all over the generals. I think the generals are going to fix their mistakes. They're better than their record. And uh, I think they're going to put it on the gamblers. And I think because the strength of the generals is that D line is really good for the generals. I think they can actually limit Mark Thompson. And Terry Wilson, short of that one great deep ball he had, struggled passing the ball. I think that's the difference in the game. Generals, I'm laying the five and a half. I will say, I'll take that thing all the way up to seven. At seven is where I don't feel comfortable. Um, so, uh, the totals at 45 and a half. I will play the over on 45 and a half, too. NC Nick, what are you doing here at the Liberty Bowl? Well, I'm definitely a little concerned that the gamblers might be one dimensional without Kenji Bahar. And now that there's some game tape on Terry Wilson, New Jersey will be able to plan for him a little bit, maybe more than, than last week. But I think five and a half is too much for a gamblers team that is, has proven themselves to be right there with the generals and Mark, and Mark Thompson is maybe the best running back other than Wes Hills. So uh, I'm going to take the points here, even though I think the, the favorites do a lot better this week. I got to have at least one dog here. So give me Houston plus the points and give me the under Patty C. What are you doing at the Liberty bowl Saturday night? Mark Thompson is the best running back period. Wes Hills very much consistent, but in terms of, you know, pop off the screen talent. I don't know if I agree with that. I agree. Judge of the best running back, but Thompson. Yeah. Um, oh, don't sleep on Darius Victor. Yeah, I know you had three no, fumbles. Yeah, a couple of rough weeks here, but he's he's still consistent. You know, you can't really sleep on him. Distant um, third. I, I don't know if I agree. Distant, but I would say, dude, sure. Trey, Trey Williams is getting in the mix too. They got Reggie Corbin. This they got a lot of good backs in this league. They do. You're right. Corbin is uh, definitely slept on. Um, look, I think it's too many points. Uh, I got to ride the gamblers here, and. 
the over under is tough. Forty five and a half. I I just have a gut feeling that it's going to be a little bit of a defensive slugfest, and uh, we're going under here. All right. Well, look. What's the lock? What's the one you feel best about? I think it's the Maulers. Maulers. I'm laying the two and a half. Patty C's on the showboats, though. I'm curious, Patty C, what's the one bet you feel best about? Um, I think it's New Orleans, Philly. Even yeah. even though the number's high, seven and a half. Philly just sucks so bad. New Orleans has been so good. Plus, the uh, I don't know if it's a revenge spot, but a, a get a bounce back spot for New Orleans. They'll, they'll put it on them. Yeah. I agree. I think that'd be my second favorite one, also. Fair. Very fair. All right, folks. Well, that's our picks episode part of it. Uh, now we're going to jump over to the DFS. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays and Shady May. Yes, uh, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off anything in the store, but you also get a chance to win $500 of cold hard cash, baby. Uh, Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Uh, Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for all those outdoor adventures everyone's going on this summer. And uh, that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Even on day one, if you, if you, if you, I don't know, you're in a fight, you're arguing in the car while you're driving with your wife, your girlfriend, you maybe you're just saying, no, 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 I don't want to go to that restaurant. You're mad. She wants to go spend more money. You just take your glasses, throw them out the fucking window, right? As you're driving down the road, and then you go, damn it, those are my new glasses. You turn around, pick them up. Then you contact Shady Ray, say, look, uh, I broke my pair of glasses. They're not even going to ask any questions. Boom, next one, rolling to you, all right? You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Uh, look, and uh, for our international listeners, Shady's, uh, Shady Rays has you covered as well. They now are offering shipping to, shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com, use that promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500 of cold hard cash in our Shady May contest. Do all that, and remember, as always, to let it ride. All right, folks, DFS action. I'm excited. I might be down here in the jungle, but I'm still playing some DFS action. And I actually left a cool $200 out there on, on my lineup. How'd you guys feel about, did you leave any money out there, Nick? I got an extra $700 that uh, I did not need. I just like, you know, blew it up. at I, I blew it at the bar basically because I didn't need it. <laughs> Patty C. Hold on, I missed the whole prompt. I'm watching this uh, Lakers uh, Denver game. Sorry, uh, throw it back at me. <laughs> focus, Patty. Focus. Yeah. I know. Uh, Did you have any money left yes. on the table after after you chose after you you rostered your DFS team? Uh yeah, I definitely had some money left on the table because I got the W last week. Okay. So there's gonna be money. No, like, did did you spend like all the money? Oh, like, oh last week. Uh, uh, no, this week. <laughs> missing a little. You know, I had I want to say three hundred dollars left. Okay. On, on all right. All right. That was that was painful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should just move yeah. in a quarterback. No, no more questions. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> my, yeah, cousin uh, my cousin Vinny. Vinny. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Uh, who's your quarterback? Uh, I I I I think there's a clear cut bargain bargain shopper 
over we've, here. We've been talking about them all episode. Yeah, eighty four hundred dollars. <laughs> Troy Williams, dual threat. He's led this. He's led the smaller team in rushing the past three weeks, and he's coming to his own, passing the ball. Uh, I'm all over Troy Williams, eighty four hundred. And the, the, the fact that he's been over twenty fantasy points the last two games, and he is, and there's there's six quarterbacks more expensive than him is ridiculous. I think uh, at eight point four k, it is a bargain. I roster Troy Williams as well. Uh, there we go. Patty well, C. What did you do at the old quarterback spot? Triple down on that. I know I just said not 10 minutes ago that, uh, you know, <laughs> he might have a, a difficult time, you know, a more difficult time uh, without the, the, the strong lead. But um, yeah, the stats are the stats and he's getting better. And you're right. The uh, draft King seems to be a little slow in terms of like adjusting the, uh, the value of the player, you know? Yeah, it's like they don't watch the USFL. It's okay. We'll clean up. Uh, at running back, so we all have the same quarterback. Interesting. At running back, I uh, paid up for the best running back in the league from a stat standpoint. And Wes Hills, $11,500. I will load up because the Philadelphia Stars, they they can't they can't stop the run. I think he's going to have a huge game. So I loaded up with him. NC Nick, I'm sure you did too. Yeah, man, I got two running backs on my roster and I'm rolling out the escalades here. I'm paying up big time at the running back position. I think in general with the USFL, it's tougher to find cheap running backs. It's easier to find cheap receivers who produce. So yes, my top guy is Wes Hills. The, the, you know, cause he's been, he's like, he's been crushing it last week. He didn't score a touchdown surprisingly after scoring uh, eight in the previous three games. So he's due for a touchdown and uh, the matchup is right. Yeah, all over it. Patty C, did you load him up as well? Uh, Wes Hills, yeah, he yeah is one of my uh, backs. I put him at flex, but yeah, I got two, and I, I took the same approach, Neil. Uh, uh, Nick, I went two Escalades, um, just because their fantasy production, they're the two highest producing players in the league, and you have to have that. Now, I will say at the quarterback position, Magoo is so much higher than the next best quarterback. It's at 22.5 fantasy points per game compared to 16.6 for Bethel Thompson. And then after that, it's pretty uh, fall far, you know, um, for the rest of the quarterbacks. Bethel Thompson's problem is that Hills gets all the touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Bethel Thompson leads the league in passing yards, but he's only thrown for a handful of touchdowns because once they get close to the uh, goal line, once they get in the red zone, they just feed West Hills. I love Bethel Thompson, but he's just kind of an average DFS player so far. And he's priced higher than Troy Williams, you know, going back, talking about the quarterback position, but all right. So we've alluded to the second running back. who it sounds like at least Patty C and I have him. The matchup isn't great, but we have Mark Thompson for 11.2 K. Yeah. It's kind of tough rostering both really expensive running backs, but don't sometimes just don't overthink it, man. I mean, the guy just produces, he is one of the best players in the whole freaking league, regardless of position. Well, I went different uh, here. Look, uh, you know what happens when a, when a guy fumbles three times normally? They bench his ass. They bench him. And when I see a bargain play of Trey Williams, remember Trey Williams was injured the first three weeks of the season. He's starting to come along. He has, I think, uh, two scores now in the season. $6,300. I'm on Trey Williams as he plays the Houston Gamblers. The other side of that, Mark Thompson play. So uh, give me that as my second running back. Your thoughts, NC Nick? So solid play. I, I had him on my roster, I think last week or the week before, and and it was a, a roster that that won me a little bit of cash. 
He's solid. You just have to worry about the split. You have to worry how many touches, how many touches he's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we were done the running backs. Let's jump. Ray Williams, by the way, uh, highest rushing yards per, per uh, play in the league among running backs. I mean, uh, Johnson Williams and Magoo, the three quarterbacks all have a higher rushing per, uh, yards per play average, but Williams, when he does get the ball, he goes. Oh yeah. I mean like him and Thompson, I thought were very underrated last year. Thought Victor and Scarborough got out of the press. Uh, but I think Trey Williams, you know, kind of forgotten about this year as Thompson's catching the the headlines. Now watch out 6,300. Let's go top wide receivers. As you uh, come on guys, it's not too late to jump on this Pittsburgh Mahler offense. Cause it's improving and I get it. They're going up against Carnell Lake and that defense has been pretty good, but my man, Bailey Gaither, has been getting targets the past couple of weeks. Uh, I think he had what seven targets a week ago. Give me Bailey Gaither at uh, what was it sixty eight hundred? I think no eighty two hundred. Uh, that is my top wide out. NC Nick, what'd you do here? Well, you know, same page, wrong chapter. Uh, is that a saying? I kind of just made that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> same page, wrong chapter. What? Well, it's wrong book then, right? I don't know. How on the same team, how that's possible. Same position. It's just different guy. So okay. I didn't, I didn't have the money to spend up for, for Bailey Gaither, but I did want to stack a receiver with my quarterback and the other receiver for Pittsburgh. Who's really starting to shine is Isaiah Henny. He has seven targets in back-to-back games last week against Michigan. He caught six for 62 and a touchdown. Uh, you know, it, maybe there's a one a and one B for Pittsburgh, but I don't think Henny is that much down further than Gaither. And he's what? 2K cheaper. So I'll take Henny for 6.6K. Well, what if I told you I had him on my team too? Oh, you're, you're really leaning into a game that you went under. With, uh, I went under because they're going to shut out the showboats. They're going to win 27 <laughs> to nothing. Um, I'm on, I got, I'm all over this, this smaller's team. They're best team in the league. All right. <laughs> a wrong chapter, right book. I don't care. All right. Uh, Same page, different chapter. Yeah. Well, look, take Bailey Gaither. You can bookmark that one. All right. And uh, Patty C, who's your who's your uh, top wideout or your? I've given away two of my wideouts now, so I guess give away. T- give away. Well, two I do years. like the Bailey Gaither play, and Henny actually. I mean, Troy Williams. Maybe this is a generalization, but the 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 way I've seen him succeed is short passes, making that offense easy for him before you like you know, try and force him to throw the ball downfield. They're doing these little screens, Groshek getting touches, Stokey, the other white running back getting touches. Uh, by the way, Madre London, higher rushing yards per average than you would think. He's but, way uh, better than the other running back. Every time I see every every time I see him hand off to these white stiffs, I say, what are they doing? They have Madre London. For screen passes. That's that's what they're good for. You know, blocking and then slip them out and get a screen. But uh outside of that, yeah, they have no value. But um uh, Bailey Gaither is a nice player out of the slot. He's a tough little Wes Welker guy. And then Henny, you know, is your, uh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, who's the nutcase that was, uh, on the Steelers and then the bucks. Um, Hardy sh- Nickerson. No, he played for both. He played for both. <laughs> the wide receiver. Who's a fucking nutcase. Oh, Antonio Brown. Uh, Antonio go. Brown. He's a super athletic dude. Henning is one of these diet dudes <laughs> that might actually have pro potential based on his athleticism. So I do like that. But all that to say my top receiver, I'm going back to the well. I'm going Justin hall. 
um, 16.3 fantasy points per game. You know, he gets targets. He usually has uh, several receptions. I see the explosiveness. I mean, he had three receptions right off the bat uh, a week or two ago when I drafted him. And uh, then they just stopped going to him. But uh, well, my problem with well, they stopped going to him because Terry Wilson's quarterback now. And Terry Wilson's always struggled to throw a forward pass. <laughs> He's a great player, but I, I didn't, I'm worried about his production without Bahar. Yeah. Yeah. But you live, you live and you learn Patty. So who's your second wideout? Um, you know, I didn't really invest. I guess that's the uh, price of uh, spending so much on, um, on running backs is that I didn't really invest in uh, receivers too much. I, I took a, a, a value play here, Lee Morris with New Orleans. Granted, they're playing against Philadelphia, so hopefully that means you know they'll have success. Although it, it might also mean they're they're running the ball to run out of the clock once they get a big lead. Uh, but Lee Morris, in the absence of uh, who who was their top guy? Well, wasn't Lee Morris a pitcher on the Detroit Tigers in the mid '80s, Nick? <laughs> Lee Smith. Yeah, maybe Jack Morris and Lee Smith. I'm good. There you go. I think you're combining. Um, and anyway, uh, Patty, see what was your question? Uh, it was it wasn't Jay Adams. It was the other guy who's hurt. Who's the other Johnny Dixon? There you Dixon. go. Yeah. So with him hurt, I, I the, the targets have gone up for Lee Morris in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Nine point seven fantasy points per game for forty one hundred bucks. Decent value. Whatever. Play the music. I have Lee Morris as well. Going with these eighty pitchers, Lou Whitaker. <laughs> All right. He's not a pitcher, but goddamn, he played baseball in the eighties. Sounds like a USFL player. I just think if you're if you're looking at offenses to target, New Orleans is one of them. And I, I was in the same boat as Patty with not a whole lot of money to spend at receivers. So I'm gonna take a flyer on one of these uh, these breaker wideouts. All right. Well, look. Uh, well, my third and final wideout. Since we're here now, uh, I'm loading up on Austin Watkins, the former UAB Blazer for 3,700 with the Stallions. Play the music again. You guys are stealing all my thunder here. <laughs> Do you even have a team? Just. Uh... <laughs> Just saying, uh, Nick Nick came unprepared. He just said, "Yeah, play the music. I got uh, whatever you got." Uh, so those are my wideouts. I'm all the way. All I got to give away is the defense. What do you guys have left, Nick? Do you have Not just the defense, also. Yeah, my three wideouts were Henny, Morris, and Watkins. Patty, do you still have one more receiver out there? I do have one more receiver. It's Myron Mitchell for Birmingham, a UAB product. Been targeted on average exactly four times per game, uh, but averages three catches per game, you know? So whatever he's good for typically about 30 yards at a very cheap price that I'm trying to fill in here. I think that's decent production. So whatever. There you go. Uh, well, look, I'm curious what you guys are doing defensively. I, I have a feeling Nick probably played my defense, which I'm loading up on the New Jersey generals. Cause I think they're going to make Terry Wilson, maybe throw a few picks. And then I think they're going to shut down Mark Thompson. So I went for 3,900 with the New Jersey generals and see, no. what'd, what'd you do? No, yeah. we've been talking about the Maulers and the best yeah. defense ever in the spring. And they're a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. Actually, you just the me. You just me. <laughs> I thought for sure you'd be all over the Maulers. You just swayed me. Okay. Maulers defense, 11.2 fantasy points per game. And the next closest defense, nine fantasy points per game. And, uh, and I'm not sold on that Memphis offense either. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I well, I'm glad we had this episode because I, uh, <laughs> I feel a lot better now. Even though I think I do think the Generals are going to have a very good game plan. That's a for that's it. a decent play too. I, yeah. yeah, they might have been my second favorite, but yeah. I, again, like the Maulers are underappreciated right right now by DraftKings. The fact that there's five defenses higher 
Yeah. I mean, the, the gamblers yeah. defense who is playing New Jersey and the gamblers defense is averaging less than four points per game. And, and they're more expensive than the Maulers. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. And GBO farms in the chat saying Patty C looks like a stunt double in Malibu's most wanted uh, <laughs> shout out to shout out to GBO farms. He also says, will Janoris Johnson be drafted in the USFL this upcoming year? We can uh, hope. We can hope. Yeah. We can only yeah. hope. Uh, all right, folks. Well, that's our show. We are the USFL gambling podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at USFL gambling. And also remember, jump on over to YouTube, subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast, because we do this thing live next week. I'll be back in the studio. Actually, no on the reaction show, which we're, we're going to be doing Monday night. Uh, I will still be from remote, but then after that, we'll be back in the studio for week seven preview and picks and DFS. God willing, folks, uh, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. Give NC Nick a follow on Twitter at NC underscore underscore NICK. Give myself a follow. Let's go, Hurricanes. Carolina oh, Hurricanes. There you go. There you go. I thought he, Miami Hurricanes. ACC Nick speaking up there. <laughs> um, uh, give me a follow on Twitter at the Colby D. And the, like I said, the USFL Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at USFL Gambling. The season has been great this year. I think there's a lot of good football teams and uh, excited to, to see this weekend. And uh, what else do we got? We got uh, subscribe to the college football experience because we host that as well. We talk college football year round over there. Also check out the college baseball experience as the, you know, the road to Omaha heats up, continues to heat up. Check out the sports gambling podcast. Get that SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store and come talk uh, USFL with us in the discord. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. A lot of fun there. All right. Until uh until what? Next week. This Let's is the USFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.